Good morning, Warriors. Hey, make some noise if you're excited to be back this semester. Make some noise. I hope you've had such a great time thus far in this first day uh, back in classes. If you'll now please uh, close your eyes and, and bow your heads. I want to pray over this, this time this morning. Let's, let's pray right quick. Uh, Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for everybody here. Everyone here has a story. They're created in your image, and they're valuable. I pray all that said and done can point to Christ, not us. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, may you bring encouragement, conviction, but challenge us as we stay faithful to you and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I have to understand it kind of felt awkward for some of you, you know, as far as worship and church and chapel. It's okay. It's okay if you don't come from the faith background. All I ask you to do is have an open heart, be open to the gospel. And be open to Christ despite what has occurred in your past, maybe within the church or a Christian. Not all Christians are the same. Some Christians are just more broken than others. We're not perfect, but we are sinners saved by grace through faith. And this year, we're going to be going over the theme of unity. What does it look like for us to be unified amongst each other? What does it look like for us to have a unified voice and a unified mind in Christ Jesus we're going to be tackling some difficult issues here in chapel, and I pray that you, your hearts are ready for God's truth to sink in. We're going to be in John chapter 13. That's going to be the theme verse of the year. John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. Warriors, can anyone read in here? I believe you can read. You want to help me read? Yeah? A few of you. If you want to help me read, you can, because you know I can't read. All right. John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35, a new commandment, join me, I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love, good job, by this all people will know that you are my disciples. Right here, if you have love for one another. That's a beautiful verse. Where we set at in John chapter 13, you see this passage in the first 17 verses of the Lord's Supper. It's the days before the crucifixion. Jesus spends his last moment with his disciples. And he shows them what love is because who he is, and that's Christ. And he washes their feet. So that goes on the first 17 verses. And then we see a change in verse 18 through 30. Jesus knows he's about to be betrayed, but he betrayed. Uh, predicts the betrayal of Judas Iscariot. So this is occurring. Now we see in verse 34 and 35, he gives a new commandment. But afterwards, he also predicts that Peter will deny him three times. So this is the context here that we'll be dealing with this morning. But what does it look like for us to look at one another and say, you know what? We don't agree on everything, but I'm willing to move forward with you. We may disagree on this subject because I love you, because Christ loved me. We'll move forward. What does it look like for us having these conversations and not being so afraid to talk? We all have a belief. We all have something that we stand upon. We do. We all have a philosophy. We all think we are right in some way. I think chocolate ice cream is the best. You may not think so. 
right? We all believe there's some type of truth or purpose. But what I want to aim for us this year is that we would not align with our cultural comforts and go to Christ's call. See, Christ, he calls us to love in a way that's only through him because the culture is trying to throw and use this text and warp it and justify their behavior. Let me tell you, we're all, we're all sinners, right? We are. But some sin is just different. And some sin has more consequences. But I want to let you know this. There is a love that can set you free. Christ can set you free from this. Why do you want to stay there? He, he's greater than our sin, and he has died on the cross for that. But we see on the first point that love is grounded in God's character. This word love, there's a couple of terms of love in the Bible, but this is grounded in who he is. So let's reclaim this word love here as his standard and his character. Now that's hard, because if we're throwing around the word love everywhere, it's confusing. What does love even mean? Jesus is love. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever would believe upon him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Do you realize there's a God that loves you? That in the beginning there was a design perfectly made, bliss. He had the, that intent. But Adam and Eve broke that law. And that created brokenness with human beings. That means this. Rebellion and sin in Genesis 3 entered the world, and you have to ask, why am I so broken? Why are we so broken today? Why is there so much evil? Why am I always stressing and struggling? Why do I have these voids in my life that I can't simply figure out? We're broken. So because we're broken, there was a need for redemption. God, because he loved us, he sent his son Christ Christ would be beaten, mocked, and spit upon, and he would be nailed upon the cross to take on the sins of the world and be our substitutes. And that means the perfect blemish Lamb of God. This atonement was paid in full. And that means it was finished and he was buried for three days. And he rose again three days later. Now he is seated at the right hand of the Father. That tells us if we are broken... We need to repent and believe, meaning this, my heart, my mind, I've got to go this way to Christ. I can't no longer stay here, right? I have to repent and believe the gospel because that's what Jesus says, repentance and belief. You want to fix your brokenness? That's where we start today, that you would repent of your sins, that you would turn from yourself and change your ways and turn to Jesus. We often seek and we often think, I like a quote from A.W. Tozer about a performance-based Christianity. He says this, Christ's love is not based on our performance, but on his character. I'm going to ground on his character. Christians, we often go through the motions of a checkmark Christianity. And we think if we go to church every single Sunday and every single Bible study and we pray every single day, we seem to have God's approval. But I want you to know right now that God loves his children. God will not throw you away despite what you've done. You may think you've fallen so far back, 
you're like, you feel so guilty and so shameful of what has happened these last few weeks, and you feel like a fraud, his grace is more than sufficient to cover that sin. So don't be thinking about, well, I'm going to serve Christ because it's going to make me look better. It's going to win some approval. This is the love of God that won't throw you away. It's when you love God in such a way that your desires, your mindset, all of a sudden you stop thinking about what's best for me and my household. And because you're walking closer to Jesus and being led by the Spirit, He changes you. It just changes you and you can't help it. You're like, whoa, I used to like to do this and that. Now all of a sudden I'm being changed and your friends start noticing this. That's what we want to walk into, walk in His love. Not only this, we see that love, it seeks to align with his standard. It's a love that seeks to align with his standard. Because these verses are very, very profound, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. It seeks to align with his word and his standard, and not the society's standard, and not the culture's standard. I want to reiterate that. It's grounded in who he is, but it's also grounded in this, his standard. It's not opinion. So my friends, if you're thinking, well, that's garbage, read the Bible. I challenge you, if you've never read the Bible, read through it. Start in Romans. Search for it. If you don't believe in a God, start in Romans. You'll realize very quickly of your need for a Savior, but also you'll realize very quickly how to come to redemption. You'll realize the Bible says in Romans 5.8, but God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died for you at the worst day. He died for you when you're rock bottom. He died for you at your best day because we were broken. We are broken creatures in need of our Redeemer. So have you ever had to be honest with somebody? For example, do you like this outfit, right? Has, have you, guys, have you ever asked any guys, hey, what do you think about my shoes? Or ladies, hey, how does my outfit look? I know everyone's going to be posting on the Insta today about their first day back in classes, right? And you've got to get someone's approval. But have you ever had to tell somebody when you're eating at a restaurant that they had something in their teeth? Anybody? See, I want you to tell me if I have an Oreo up in my mouth and it's still chocolatey and I'm talking to you, Please love me enough to say, Jose, wash your mouth. But don't come up to me and say, hey, don't, I don't want you to come up to me and say, Jose, you need some gum. Now, don't do that to me, right? Have you ever went to church and just handed a piece of gum out? Don't do that this Sunday. That's not the type of love I'm talking about. Loving somebody is going to look some, someone in the eye, even though they're dealing with anxiety, even though they're feeling overwhelmed, even though... They have no idea what's going on. They feel lost here. They're new here. Loving you is going to say, you know what? It's going to be okay. You're going to get through this. I'm with you. Jose, you don't know what I'm struggling with. It's okay. I'm here. Jose, this battle is so deep, I can't fight this sin. Cast it to God. Run to him. You don't understand, Jose. It's been years I've been fighting this. Ask God's help and his strength. What we're going to do and be challenged is we are going to love one another despite our differences. And the sin that we do, we want to always continue repenting of it. 
Because if you love someone, you'll be honest with them. You'll tell them the truth. See, I want to let you in my, my life story just a little bit. My mother uh, was diagnosed with cancer this past year. Praise the Lord, she's okay now. But what do you think if the doctor would have said her name is Celia? You know what? You're going to be okay. It's just cancer. You're fine. No biggie. It's cancer. It destroys you. When we were sitting at the doctor's office, and the best thing he told us is, she has cancer. This is where you're at, and this is how we have to move forward. I appreciated that direct truth. He loved us enough to tell her and us. In the same way, Christians, I have to challenge us because I've been convicted of this. Oftentimes, I'm silent when I shouldn't be silent. Oftentimes, I remain in my shyness. Oftentimes, when conversations are occurring about biblical truths, I almost run away. But I pray that we can move forward and begin having these conversations about Scripture. Here's a way to start us out is, when's the last time you shared your testimony with somebody? Matter of fact, I want with a show of hands, raise your hand if you had someone share their Christian faith to you in the last six months. Has anyone came up to you last six months? Okay. Amen. What about last four months? Last week, anybody? Praise the Lord. That means Christians are still doing the work of Christ. Christians, I'm going to talk to you right quick. Share your story. Share your story. What did God do in your life and change you? You're like, I'm here now, and I'm not the same person I was this past summer. Jose, I just don't know, but I have a peace about me. It has changed me, and I love God now, and I'm fighting off my sin, and I'm trying to lay down my life for him and surrender all I have for Jesus. I don't get it, but I love him, and I'm walking in the ways of Christ. I love you enough to tell you this. The Bible says that John 14, 6, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, that no one comes to the Father except through him. The Bible says in Romans 3, 23, that uh, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Remember our brokenness, what I mentioned? The Bible also says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. There is still good news God is always working. He always has been, and he wants to save you this morning. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, that because if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. With the mouth one confesses and is saved in the heart, and with the heart one is justified. The Bible says in Romans 10, 13, that all who call upon his name will be saved. So if you love somebody, share your story. Be honest about it. Don't be afraid. I like this quote from Dr. Lawson. Every decision in every direction must come under this overarching goal of bringing glory to God. Why do we do this? Why are we bold in our faith? Why do we share our Christianity? It's to bring Him glory and not our own glory. It's to do this. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 31, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jew, Greek, or the church of God. Even as I try to please everybody in every way, for I am not seeking my own good, but the good for many, so that 
they may be saved. And Paul would say in chapter 11, verse 1, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. People are looking up to you, Christians. Set the standard of love. Walk in grace and truth. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. We've got a few minutes. We're so good. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in the spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourselves lest you be tempted too. So when I'm talking about love, I'm not talking about a condemnation or, or shame or guilt. I'm talking about a restoration. I'm talking about gentleness. I'm not talking about you having it all together because no one does. I'm talking about this. Hey, you struggle with this? I have once upon a time too. How'd you get over it? Here were a few things I've done to get over it. I'm talking about approaching a brother and sister in Christ who you know they are believers and they are being discouraged in their faith, disappointed in their faith, kind of a low spot in their life. We're called to walk alongside them and love them. It's time that we look past our own eagles and our own prides and love people as they are because you are created in God's image. That means you have a story. That means you have a purpose. And that purpose is this, if you haven't found out, that you would know the true living God through his son Christ. That you would come to lay your heart at his feet and say, I'm yours, Christ. Let me serve you with all my life. If you're not there yet, his word and the spirit will guide you. That is it. Lastly, the goal is restoration. That you would come back to Jesus. As Christians, we are here and here. The goal is always not to kick you out, to stomp on you and say, too bad, and leave you there. It's to be like Christ, to, to kneel down, to wipe you off, to clean you, to pick you back up and say, you're still good because of who I am. Go continue walking. Continue walking in my strength and my grace. The goal is always restoration, not to look down upon somebody and not to condemn somebody, but to really work in the trenches of ministry and allow God's timing to bring them back. We have some friends who may be our believers, but all of a sudden, you don't know what, who they are, what they're doing right now. Let God work, but I want you to be by their side and say, you know what, I don't have the answer for you. I understand the tension is real for you, but I'm going to be present for you. So, Warriors, as we continue this year, I ask you that you would look people in the face and ask what their story is. There's some pain and hurt in this room that if you were to know their story, it hurt your heart. You would realize that you have so much in common with people here. Yes, you come from different backgrounds, different states, but there's so much in common here. There's a family and best friends awaiting you here, but more importantly, People are here, and they want to be loved by you. And Christian, I want us to be challenged to show the love of Christ in all we do. I want to end with a quote by Vodie Bauckham. The gospel is about much more than how we get saved and go to heaven. The gospel is about the work of Christ saturating every aspect of our lives. See, it's not just to know Christ. It's to allow him to be supreme over your life. It's, God, you have your leadership. You have the reins. It's yours, God, my relationships. It's yours, my degree. It's yours, my finances. There you go. It ain't, it ain't much, by the way. 
my life, it's yours. You may have no idea where you're going, what you're studying, but just always know, set at the feet of Christ. Set as his feet and be obedient to him and be faithful to him. I'm going to pray for you. If God is knocking at your heart saying, you know what, come back home, I'm going to speak to you. Father, I thank you. We are known by your standard of love. We are known by how we seek to align our standard to your standard. We are known to restore our brothers and sisters back to Christ. I pray as Christians, we can be honest with each other, that there is a reality. I have to answer this question, what happens next? When I take my last breath, what happens? There has to be an answer, and there is. Jesus, you died for our sins. And through that resurrection, we have life. I pray, God, if you're calling people to come bow their hearts, would you do work in the hearts? For the rest of us, Lord, that we may have an opportunity just to reflect and run to the Father. Lord, you work as you will, because you're always working despite where we're at. Father, I thank you, Lord, for everyone in here. I pray that they would know there's a God that desires truth in the most being. You desire a relationship with everyone in here. Bless the first day here. We give you all the glory in Christ, and we pray. Amen. Amen.